Welcome, goddess, to your sacred space. This is my Figgy Life podcast, where we openly discuss life's wins and losses on our journeys to self-discovery. This is your best life. This is your Figgy Life. And now, here is your host, Jean. Good morning, Figgy Goddess, and welcome to the My Figgy Life podcast with me, Jean. I am happy to introduce our guest today, Adi Mazur Kariu. She is joining us today from Israel, which is such an amazing place. She was just telling me in the winter because they have sunshine, even though it's really cold. So I'm sitting here under blankets of clothes while doing this podcast. I'm so happy to have her here today because we're going to be talking about success and what that means to us as women, career women, moms, wives, whatever that means in your life. And she is known for her ability to take creative business ideas and turn them into massive revenue. She leverages her proven strategies to create leading edge products. She has worked with the likes of IBM, Intel, Google, and Waze, along with literally hundreds of startups in Israel, the startup nation. And she was part of the Google Accelerator for seven years. She's an expert in product strategy, design, and innovation. She's also married and a mom of four and a mom of a cat and dog. Welcome to the My Figgy Life podcast. You've done it so well. I should take you everywhere I go and you'd be my PR or something. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I've spoken to you before. I've had the pleasure of being on your amazing podcast and... I was obviously reading up on you before I, I went on your podcast and, and before I hosted you today. And even just from the summary and the bio we just gave, you really are the epitome of having it all. You're a mom of four kids. You're in the tech industry, innovations and startups. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as, as one of these women that has it all, that strives to have it all? Or how would you define it? First, I think that... When we see someone from the outside, it, it, this is how we see them. It doesn't mean it's their life and this is how they experience themselves. And for me, I'm successful, but not because of the intro. I'm successful for other things that I consider being successful for. And I think that each one of us would need to really consider as they go in life and have experience in so many domains as a wife, as a kid of of our parents, as a parent ourselves, and as a businesswoman or an employee, doesn't matter, our career. And we need to consider what is important for us and how do we see that and I can say one thing. I'm, I'm a really, I'm, I really love doing things. As you can see, I, I do lots of things mm-hmm. and I get lots of enjoyment yeah. of doing things. So, and then you could see it in my bio, in what I do, right? I have four kids. Like two is not enough. I need four, right? Yeah. And I need to do that and that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, but but it doesn't mean anything about the definition of success. And as I grow up, I see that. It's, it's fluid and it's changing and it's different within people. And what is success, actually? I think when we grow up and I see my kids, I have like two teens. And the way they perceive the world is very strict. Like, this is success. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, success equals money. Success equals that you're known and, and you've done stuff. And as you grow up, you, you start to develop your own sense 
of what is success and what I want to do yeah. with my time and with my talents and skills and, and my luck. What can I do with this story? The industry that you're in, especially in startups and innovation nation, how did you get into that? Did you always know this was something that you wanted to pursue? No, I think the best thing in life are, are chance. It's like, it's pure luck. So you need to, to do things and to play like upon the world. You need to do things, but things happen and, and it could be pure serendipity. This is how I see it. So I, my first degree was in design. And I didn't know exactly what, what I'm going to do. And then I got to a place that after I finished my first degree, there was this small ad on the, the wall. You remember there were ads on the walls in the past, uh, on the wall of the college that I studied <laughs> in. And they were looking for people to do UX. So it was like they just needed more people to do that. And they wanted some students. And I went there and I, I, it was the first time I really got to know design and, and, and software design. And just to go into this world was the first time. And, and it was my first step, right? And from there, I went to more and more places. And one of the things that happened, I, I went to go in, into an agency. I learned how to do what I do. And, and afterwards, I went into a startup. And I have to tell you, I didn't understand it's a startup. I just saw a very small company doing something which is a software. I didn't really perceive what that means and what is the, like, it, I was like, I, did, I was clueless. I didn't know anything. And I learned so much while doing what I do there. So I learned how to do a, a tech product and how to do design and how to work in general with people. What are the parts of the company and how do they collaborate? And then when I had my second son, they fired me. Oh. And it was like, a big shock like when I think about my career I always think about this point which is a junction there so I can tell you do you want to hear the story how they did it yes please tell yeah. us <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry you had to go through no, that but I'm so but happy I did so I'll tell you what the whole story so what happened I was in maternity leave with my baby and they told me to come to speak with the CEO. And I didn't know, but it didn't sound really good. But I took my baby and I placed it in my baby carrier. And I went to, to talk to him. And, and then I, I don't remember anything that he told me as a young mother, as a young designer. But I really remember that the baby started to cry because he felt oh. my heart pounding so fast against his chest in yeah. this baby carrier and he just fired me and I was in total shock like I, I you know like oh. you're, you're in maternity leave and so yeah. after a, a month and a half it's legal in Israel to fire you and because and you're I, on maternity leave no you 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 cannot be fired on maternity leave but after a month and a half you could be fired so oh, it just goodness. takes more time okay yeah and I came back and I have two small babies. One is like two years old and one's like, I don't know, two months or three months old. And I was in shock. I, I didn't know what I would do. You know, I need to pay the bills. I need to, I didn't know what could I do. Then a friend of mine, like, as I told, like, like everything is luck. He called me and he said, you know, there is this company and they need help. Could you be an advisor? Just, just do an outside work, a freelancing work. 
And this is the beginning of my career, of my business. And today I'm a business owner. I didn't think about it back then. I said, okay, I'll be a freelancer. I can get a salary here. So I give an invoice here. So for me, it didn't really matter. And from there, it, it, I had more and more work. And it was the point that I got to understand that I'm a business owner. But I didn't think about it before. And it was perfect for me. So sometimes things that look like, like a crisis is something that you're growing so much from. And it's yeah. so much better for me to be a business owner and self-employed and not working within a group in a, a very structured way and not working in, on one product and with one team. Because for me, it's so interesting yeah. to do so many other things and learn other stuff. And that's why I work with so many startups, not only the first one that I had. And I learned so much from that. So sometimes we have experience and they take us through life and life is unfolding. And we are just, you know, we're doing what we can do. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us, because I, I, can, I think many people or many of the goddesses listening today can relate to these types of difficult stories. You know, I mean... I don't have it not as bad as that, but in South Africa, we also very much have the mindset of you work. Okay. You, you get up, you go to work, you work until you die. And, and <laughs> that's, you that's hard. your life, you know, you it's, to work uh, yeah, you always have to be better. You also have to offer more than somebody else. And when I was pregnant with my little girl, I had to have a C-section and I was on maternity leave for three weeks. And even just the three weeks I took, You know, when I came back, people had difficulty hiring my consultation again because they would say things like, oh, we're so sorry to have lost you. And, oh, you were always so great at what you did. And now you're a mom, like, you know, no. <laughs> because I'm a mom, something significant wow. changed in my brain cells or <laughs> I don't wow. know. Yeah. But it's it's weird how how that translates. You're listening to the My Figgy Life podcast. You were saying that in the beginning, you have to think about what success means to you and what it looks like to you. And to you, the success isn't necessarily the bio that we went through. So if you had to define it for yourself, what did success look like for you? Or did it even maybe it changed? It changed. Yeah, I think that in the past, I looked at success as most people would look at, meaning do I have enough clients? Do I have enough work? I, am I successful in what I'm doing? Each time a product that I helped create was successful, I felt so happy and proud. So, so it's very, I think, a, a very specific point of view, what is success, because you could measure it. And, and, and I'm, I'm working from my, most of the time from my head. I'm very rational person. So it was very clear for me because, you know, there is this bottom line. It's a number. So it's so clear and it's easy. But as I grow and, and you know, I, I don't know, I think about my life and I think that you grow in so many ways other than being older. You grow as a person and you have more colors in the way that you define the world. And, and now when I think about, yeah, I'm so happy that I do have a successful business, but I'm so happy that I could be with my kids because I'm so flexible. So when they come home, I, I can tell them, hey, uh, how, how was school? And another thing that I wouldn't say like in any other podcast in general, or maybe on your podcast, is <laughs> that I breastfed all my kids. So total, I was about 13 years breastfeeding. 
I know it, wow. it sounds lots of, wow. like, but that is something that you're But saying. you were able to do it. Yeah, you yeah, were able because to I give that it. love and nourishment. Yeah, and I enjoyed yeah. it so much. You know, I have like, oh, like I would say older kids right now. My young one is nine years old, so he's not that young, right? So th when they're so small, you cannot have these talks with them and, and the, you, you don't have this communication that you could, okay, I'll do it over the mobile phone and we'd have a small discussion in the middle of the day mm -hmm. just to keep in touch. There is something that you need to be present. And in general, I think you need to be present. So this allowed me to be very flexible. So sometimes I've done work at the morning and then after they go to bed, I have like two more hours, three more hours. Sometimes I work with the US, so it's good for me in any way. So in any case, I had this flexibility to take more projects, less projects as I go through the world. So on one side, I didn't put it all aside and say, okay, I'm full-time mother right now for these years because it's lots of years when you have lots of kids, you have more and more years. And on the other side, I still felt very good with me as a, as a mother. You know, I, uh, one of my kids was 13 and, and in Israel we have bar mitzvah. Everybody's Jewish, you know that, which yeah. is like the ceremony that you take the kid. And usually what you do, you go through the pictures and you have this small video for the family with all the pictures since he was a small baby and now he's grown up, you know, and it's really sweet. So what happened, like it was like two months ago. And I went through all the pictures and the videos. And what I did for the first time is that I listened to me, the cameraman. I'm, I'm taking all these pictures, right? Like nobody's doing that other than me in the, in the family. And I listened to myself. And, and then it, it really touched me. And I said, okay, I was the mother that I wanted to be to these kids, to, to, to yeah. be so... Like, I was so happy to be with them. And I laughed from them. And I was, like, very, like, fully into what they're doing. And I really mm -hmm. enjoyed the, what, what they, like, the, the, the current moment with them. So I'm so happy that I had this opportunity and not being worried. All the, I, I was worried sometimes with work and sometimes I need to, I had deadlines, of course. It's not like I'm, I'm fully with them all the time. But there were these moments that I know they, they felt that I was present. So And that's important. It is for me, not only for them. It's, I'm not saying about their mental stability and, and how do they perceive the yeah. world. I'm, I'm talking about myself, that I did, I was that mother. This is what I wanted to be and I was that. So this is success for me. I feel like as women, we are constantly confronted with this concept of all, having it all and striving to have it all. But I really sometimes wonder if this is something that for me, for sure, as an individual, I've wondered many times, is this something I really want? Or is this something that society is telling me right. defines what is seen to be successful as a woman? Because right. for me, all is extremely overwhelming, yeah. you know? trying to be all every day being at the yeah. soccer game plus doing your best in the meeting and having the perfect dinner prepared and packing the lunch it's just a lot yeah so I totally would you understand. say you had it all or would you yeah. say that you enjoyed kind of different moments in life for for what they were uh, I don't think I had it I don't think anyone could have it all you know N nobody could have it all because your mind is only one mind and you have only one battery of energy and, and you divide it as you need. So I'm saying I didn't have it all. I had it what I wanted to have, which is 
the best I could be at that moment. It's not like I was not a perfect mother. Nobody could be that. And expecting yourself to be a perfect mother or the best, I know, lawyer or the best in your... Like, I think we we should take our lives more lightly sometimes mm. and be best... Like, being a better judgment of yourself, not being that mm. crit- critical all the time. And... Mm. And sometimes mother go into this like point. I see that in lots of time in the motherhood that they're saying like, I was not that good. I didn't do enough. I should have done this. I should have done that. It's like too much tension on the motherhood. So Mm -hmm. I I really believe that kids mainly need you to love them. And you're doing your best and you're not perfect. And that's it. That's it. So yeah. I, I could tell you like about, you know, school and grades and all of that. I, I don't do it. I don't do it. And sometimes they are not as good as other kids. But I don't want to go into the teacher position or whatever. Somebody mm. could say, I'm, I don't want to go to the driver position or I don't want to go to whatever position because and, and taking care of their health and taking care of their uh, time to go to sleep. And like there are so many positions and so many tasks you have as a mother. So sometimes it could be over, overwhelming. So you need to define what is important for you as a person and then just take like choose your battle (laughs) and that's it and i think sometimes well in my experience i've worked with a lot of female professionals and mentorship and coaching but also my personal experience a lot of this pressure oftentimes i perceive it to come from other women which is so sad because instead of supporting each other we really do drag each other down sometimes and Mm -hmm. I mean even when I had my baby most of the pressures that I felt of being pulled in all these different directions were from women in my life women expecting me to uh, be a better mom be more present, be home. Others expecting me to, you know, how can you have kids? Why don't you have a nanny? Are you just going to throw away your career? You know, there's all of these different ways that they are projecting and portraying to you what it means to be a successful woman. And it's hard. It's hard to keep yeah. it all together sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to to be and to have support in whatever way you define your success for yourself to be. I think that because women are under pressure in so many ways in, in our society, sometimes they, they, everything triggers them. So when mm. you're taking the time and doing something, maybe they feel the pressure to do it too, or maybe they feel blame for not doing it, or maybe they're feeling that you're doing more than them, whatever, it triggers them. And then they relate to each other, you know, like wolves, right? One against the other. And it comes from being uh, really under pressure. I don't think that they want to hurt you. or I, th- I think they know that they're not sure about their own decisions. So they, let alone they could not decide mm. for you. So when, when I think about the best advice I would have to women is in general, just be very connected to yourself. So you don't need to to get so many advices from from so many people. And and sometimes you need to be very focused and Mm. say, okay, what do I really want? How do I manage this challenge right now in my life? And other people could give you advice, but it's from their own 
in character, from their own experience in life, from their own values. And we define our own values and goals and what we want to do with this. You know, we have one book and we write page after page and we decide how we want to do it. Oh, wow. That's so well said. <laughs> That's very well said. Thank you so much. You know, the entire premise of the Figgy Life community and the My Figgy Life podcast is that we always say, you know, there are no secrets to happiness. Life always happens. And this is the space where you can come to not to be preached to or told to be more positive or do this differently or do that, but rather a space where it's okay not to be okay. And it's no judgment. We all go through hard times in life. It happens. We don't need to sweep it under the rug. You're so successful and you've done so well as a mom, as a business professional, um, as a woman in tech and innovation. Can you maybe share with our audience uh, one or two examples of, of failures that occurred or that you perceive to be failures in, in your professional career yeah. and, and how that impacted you and how you dealt with that? Yeah. So after my third child, first, thank for the opportunity to talk about failures. I think it's so <laughs> important. So after my third child, uh, I worked most of my time was uh, like three days a week. I went to uh, Intel in Haifa. So I went there each like three times a week. I drove them. You know, it was not remote in any sense. I drove on the car and I really love it because the way to Haifa, if any, anyone was in Israel, is next to the sea. So all the way up, you see the sea on, on your right. So um, I think that I was there and I was really into that. Like I worked through one of the one of the, I know, like it was a group within Intel. And then I went on maternity leave with my third kid. And then they closed the group. And I didn't have, like, they called me and they said, okay, we closed the group. We were not working with external consultants anymore. And that's it. And more than that, because it's like Intel, they wouldn't give me a recommendation because it's like considered, they have these laws of like, I couldn't uh, recommend someone that I cannot like be sure that he is a good person or whatever. So, you know, like all the legal stuff, I know, maybe you know it more better than <laughs> So, so um, and then I found myself again, like in point one, because I worked there for so long. I didn't work about, I didn't do marketing. And I didn't think about the next step because I, I said, okay, I have enough work. I have a few projects more than that. And I, this is my main client and, and it's enough. And when they left, it was like, I'm still on maternity leave. I didn't know what to do. I really did not want know what to do because sometimes people go in and they start as a freelancer and they don't understand that they have a business. Mm. They think about, okay, it's okay. It's easy. I get work. And I, it was a really a good start for me as a business owner because it was easy for me to get work. Mm. And then it got to a point that I, I put all my eggs in one, one place, right? So this there is a saying in Hebrew that you put your all your eggs in one nest in one and, basket. And, yeah. Yeah, in one basket. Okay. So um and, and I was I was really in shock and I remember one of the talks with my best friend and there I have two best friends that I talk to them each day and since I, like for 20 years. And then she told me, "You know, you don't have a work and you need money, so maybe you go and work in a kindergarten." And when she told me that, I said, "Okay." <laughs> I, I got to the bottom. It's not for me. I, I cannot work in a kindergarten. 
So I decided <laughs> it was like a shock. Like, why do you say it to me? I'm professional. I know what I'm doing. And then I decided to go to a marketing course. And, and like, and he said, you know, this man, it was a man who was the, the teacher there. And he said the word money like a thousand times. I, and I was in shock because I didn't think about money that much, right? It was like, I didn't think that we we're talking about money that much. I thought about my professional abilities, about my experience, what can I offer, how good I am in what I'm doing. But, you know, I think that women have more hard time relating to money, right? And getting paid for what you're doing, right? And talking and asking for your <laughs> worth, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. So when I talked about money, when when you have a group of people and you're within a company and you have this service and you're one of many, I could talk about money. But when I sell myself and my own services, it's not the same, right? Mm. And he said he said money so much that I felt like, okay, okay, so I, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> and I felt at the beginning, it's going to be so, that hard to go and to do marketing, to sales calls and all of that. And, and I said, okay, it could be overwhelming. I wouldn't do it. And then I started doing it and it was not that hard. It's not that hard when you get like, there is a game and you just need to understand the rules. Like they need you and you need them and you get paid as long as you are worth it and you're worth it. And that's it, right? Like the song, worth it. So, so and it was a turning point for me. Because I did not understand it before he said the word money so much. Like it was so many times. And, and then wow, I understood that's it. that's incredible. If you look back now to where you were and where you are, how do you feel? Do you feel happy, elated, content? Or do you feel there's more you want to do and more that <laughs> I you... I wish I would be <laughs> content. I didn't get to the stage of content. Um no, I always feel that I could do more. It's not like I could be better or I could have more money. It's like I have so many things I want to experience in life. And mm -hmm. it's sometimes it's related to my career and sometimes it's related to other stuff that I'm doing. For example, I always learn. I always go in and, and go in and learn something. Yeah. And, and for example, I learned positive psychology and mindfulness. And now I, I'm learning Zen Buddhism. And I learned uh, Byron Katie, if you know that. Like I learned so many other things and I'm growing as a person. And of course, I'm learning so much for my kids and for my life in general. You know, as they grow and now some of them are, are as I said, like teens. And my oldest one is 19. And in, in Israel, it's mandatory to go to the army. So like... In one year, she'd go to the army. Usually it's like yeah. 18, but for her, it's like a bit later. And you understand that you're always growing, always finding yourself and always redefining what you mm. want to do. What is success? It's not like mm. you get to a point and then you have this draft and you say, okay, now I know what success is. From now on, I have this compass in my life. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Thank you for it saying <laughs> that. Piggy goddess, this is what we're always saying. Life happens. Life always happens. There is no yeah. way that you can set things down for yourself and 
you know, there are definitely, I think, stages in life where you go through and you feel like, okay, I've been there, I've done that, but (laughs) now what's next, you know? I would say say one thing that I do find, which is easier in my age, I'm 48, another thing that I wouldn't say maybe in other podcasts is, (laughs) (laughs) is, um, is that you get softer. I, I, I mean that you're softer to yourself and you're not judging yourself as harsh as you were. That's one thing. And you get softer with other people. For example, we talked about these women when they're like pushing you to go back to work or you should do that. And, and in Israel, it's like you go back to the genes you had before you, you gave birth. <laughs> Like go back to the, the pre-mom jeans, the pre-mom, yeah. the pre-waistband. Yeah. yeah, yeah, these jeans, and it's like so many, so much pressure. You have this pressure all the time. You need to look good. You need to be nice. You need to have that. You need to have a career. You need to make money. You need to, like so many shoulds. Now I understand that when I was younger, I was much harsher on on myself and on others because I thought saw everything black and white. Mm. right you should do that this is how things are done this is how you should be in your career this is how you should be as a a woman in in your uh, life and no now i don't think so now i know that there's so many other colors than black and white yeah and you need to relate to others and to yourself in so much more compassion because we all go through things in life and we all have our understanding uh, or our uh, prejudgments that yeah. we go through in life. And sometimes we get to a point and we need to change them. And it's so hard to change. It's really hard to change what you think and how do you perceive yourself mm. and how do you perceive life. Mm. And only through these like junctions, these crises, you could do that because when you're comfortable, you would never change, right? Because you're yeah. you're happy and content. And everybody has his own path and they might get to this point or not. If they're, let's say about this young woman that would tell you, you know, you should go back to work and why don't you have, have a nanny or whatever. And she's so sure of them, herself. And it works for her, uh, for her two kids. And then she discovered that it's not as she thought because mm. something happened to her relationship with the kid, because something changed with, with her friend, because she found out that she, she did not do exactly what she thought she would do. And only by going through these experiences in life, you're becoming more flexible. I don't think people would change like no way if nothing happened to them. If you're sitting very comfortably watching Netflix, why would you go somewhere else? You're just comfortable, yeah. right? I heard something, I, I don't know where, like not long ago, that when your heart is broken, it's like broken open. And then things could happen and things could go through your heart. Oh, wow. And, That's a wonderful and, and, way of seeing it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I really do believe that. I could say that I found that in my personal life and in my professional life that this is how you change and this is how you grow, actually. You have shared so many amazing things with us today. I'm so happy that you came onto the podcast. Is there any last words of wisdom you would like to share with our audience and listeners today? I would say to women, trust yourself more and don't hesitate that much. 
you don't have to be the perfect lecturer, the pe perfect professional, the perfect mother, the perfect whatever spouse. Mm. You need to be yourself and it's enough mm. and it's enough and it's good as is. And maybe you'd have more experience in a year or two and you'd be better and maybe not. And that's okay. Mm. And don't listen too much to people. Oh, that's wonderful advice. And don't judge yourself too much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Look, if our listeners want to get in touch with you or they want to read more about you or what you do, where can they go? Where can they find you? Oh, so first, I, I, I actually live on LinkedIn. I'm not in Israel. I'm on LinkedIn. So Adi Mazokalio, <laughs> that's the name. And, and I have a few websites or a few businesses that I own. So one is Invincible Innovation. It's, it's a business that I own, but I have other things that I do. And uh, I would be so happy if you just contact me on, on LinkedIn and feel free. Thank you so much. And for those of you who are driving or who didn't catch that, I'm going to put a full link in the description of this episode. So it's just easy clickable for you to find Adi on LinkedIn or on her website. Thank you so much for coming on to the My Figgy Life yeah, podcast. It was such fun. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Remember, Figgy Goddess, everyone deserves to celebrate the goddess within. I wish you love and light for this week. And we will see you again on the My Figgy Life podcast next week. The Figgy Beauty Skincare Line is here. The best skincare routine for your dry and sensitive skin. Figgy Sensi Soul Regimen gives you back the power to indulge in skincare luxury without upsetting your skin's delicate balance. Finally, someone created a luxury skincare experience for goddesses with dry and sensitive skin. On sale in the U.S. now. Shop at figgy.eu.